Okay, welcome everyone. This is an audio about morning rituals, and I'm really excited to have my dear friend, soul sister, Rachelle Atkinson here. And um, we, we decided we wanted to do an audio together because we recently went to Santa Fe on a girl's trip, and it was an awesome trip of just going to the farmer's market and doing yoga and hiking and being in nature. But one of the things that we noticed is that we both have a very consistent and helpful morning ritual mm-hmm. that is has really been helping us and uh, and and keeping us steady. Um, but our morning rituals were a little bit different mm-hmm. from each other's. So, uh, Rachelle, thank you for being here. And of course, yeah. Te- yeah, tell us, uh, for the uh, audience that doesn't know who you mm-hmm. are, tell us a little bit about you, and then we'll dive into morning sure. rituals. Yeah, and thanks for having me. This is so fun. I love doing these with you. That was a wonderful trip, too. I'm so excited <laughs> to get to talk about it and rehash it a little bit. But yeah, I'm a nutrition therapy practitioner. So really, I have a background of food as medicine, and I'm a certified yoga therapist. So as with you, you know, all the mind, body, spirit connections, and really the holism that is it all is what's my passion. And you're currently working on a master's. Yeah. Say more about that. Oh, goodness. Uh, In-depth psychology, which is the study of the unconscious, you know, or the psyche, And my specialization is somatics, so how that informs the body or how the body and the psyche are reflected in each other. So much fun. As you guys can probably tell, we can like geek out for hours about psychosomatic Mm -hmm. mind-body conversation. But I love that we have slightly different lenses and perspectives, so it really contributes to to a holographic view and I don't know what you know exactly and I'm always curious to hear more about what you're learning and doing. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, it's so much fun to have this conversation. Yeah. So about morning rituals, mm. let's, um, let's talk about the fir- first why mm. a morning ritual, because I, I think that growing up for me, I, I, I never had a morning ritual. I didn't really understand the why. And over the years, it's evolved. And mm. um, I've tried lots of different things. Um, But I used to just roll out of bed in the morning and kind of expect myself to be in a really healthy frame of mind Mm. when um, it it seems, it appears that we need more intention uh, as we're starting off our day. It's almost like the rudder on a ship. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when I say morning ritual, what I'm basically talking about is what you do first thing in the morning um, or the first hour or the first two hours or the first 15 minutes of your day Mm -hmm. that gets you set for your day. So give me the why behind your morning ritual. Yeah. So like you said, I have slowly come to realize through trial and error that I need some structures in place to feel centered in the day. And like I've connected with what's most important about my day, but also the most important aspect of myself that I want to be connected with through the day. And it's so easy in this culture to wake up with your feet hitting the floor and your to-do list driving your brain and your body. And by noon, we're crashing from stress hormones. And that's just not the way I want to do it anymore. What about you? What's the, I mean, that's sort of a real simple sketch, but how, what's the why for you? 
Yeah, you know, I didn't realize until I got into this work, you know, roughly seven years ago, that I was essentially living the exact same experience each day because I wasn't taking any time to work with my mind, Mm -hmm. my emotions, my body to actually change towards um, towards being more of my truest self, mm-hmm. you know, and as you know, we're, we're wanting a deeper relationship with our truest self, our divine nature, mm-hmm. who we really are. And so what I was noticing is, is that I was essentially staying in my old program. I'd wake mm-hmm. up in the morning, mm-hmm. I do the exact same thing, or maybe not the exact same thing in the morning. Cause that might vary from day to day, but I would have the exact same thoughts mm-hmm. and maybe wake up with the same emotions like, um, the emotions of dread or lack, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like I'm too tired. I don't have enough energy. What am I, th- am I going to wear? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe I don't have what it takes to do this day. And I had those exact same thoughts mm-hmm. and emotions running through my head. Mm-hmm. And and then, of course, you know, as they're running through our head, they're also running through our body, as we know. Right. They, those emotions are, they're informing our our thoughts and the thoughts are informing the emotions and it creates mm-hmm. this cycle right. of thinking and feeling that, that, um, just perpetuates itself unless mm-hmm. something happens to redirect it, right? to turn the ship a little yeah. bit of a different direction. Yeah. Yeah. So shifting from waking up into stress to waking up into alignment. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's what I found is like, um, that how the, the great importance of intention, mm-hmm. like setting an intention in the morning or setting an intention to uh, to shift thoughts and emotions, mm-hmm. it makes a whole mm-hmm. it, a huge difference. It does the day. Yeah. So tell me some details about what uh, mm-hmm. you do in the morning that mm-hmm. really helps you get into that that space that you want to get into? Yeah. So it's, you know, it does shift for me depending on the season of the year, because I, I like to have sort of an Ayurvedic framework shining its light on what I do, which changes seasonally. Yeah. And I'm going to interrupt you for a second. So some people know what Ayurvedic, um, or Ayurveda is, but for those who don't give us a little idea. Well, real simply, it's the traditional medicine of India. So we hear about traditional Chinese medicine often, like that's the background and context of acupuncture. Um, Ayurveda is the background and context of Indian medicine, yoga. Yeah, some of those practices arose from the same roots in India. Yeah. So, um, So it changes for me seasonally slightly, and it changes for me based on what you might say is the season of life that I'm in. So... Presently, we just came through the fall and are in what Ayurveda calls the winter, and we are in the winter in the northern hemisphere. Um, so I need, I'm a, a nature that needs, during the colder, drier months, I need a lot of grounding because I have a real tendency towards being out of my body, towards being flighty and a dreamer and sort of disconnected from the earthy experience, which in imbalance is going to look like anxiety. And I have actually just come through a season of having a lot of anxiety. So it was very important for me this fall to put structures in place in the morning that would ground me and nourish me. 
So right now, um, and I this and some of these will be the based on that, and some of them aren't. But when I wake up, the first thing I well, is this TMI? No, <laughs> nothing's TMI in this podcast. <laughs> the first thing I do is go to the bathroom, right? Like elimination is going to be that's first thing for all of us. But then immediately after that, I, we need to hydrate. We've just spent the whole night without fluids or food. So I always drink, go, I go to the kitchen and make 16 ounces of warm lemon water, you know, and that's my, or actually more like 20 ounces. Awesome. Yeah. So two questions I have for you real quickly. Great. So yeah. um, in Ayurveda, there's three different, what they call doshas, correct? Right. And so there's pitta, kapha, and vata, right? right? And so you would be more the vata, which is the light, berry, right. needs more grounding, needs more nourishment. Right. And um, so uh, just so that y'all are aware. Mm-hmm. And um, so Rachelle is more vata, and I am more pitta. Mm-hmm. So pitta is more fiery and I'll get to that in right. a little bit. But uh, as a side note, I'm, I'm doing a part one and part two of this because yeah. my friend Alicia, our friend Alicia, mm-hmm. mutual friend, is uh, kappa. Now do you say kappa or kappa in Ayurveda? I was taught technically it's kappa. Kappa. Okay. It's spelled mm-hmm. K-A-P-H-A. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's almost like a, um, it's a, it's a basically, you know, with these different uh, doshas, they're almost like, um, body types or personality, personality constitution. constitution. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. So all three of mm-hmm. us, we're going to be having this conversation. I'm going to have this conversation with Alicia. Mm-hmm. Um, but all three of us are a different dosha and a different like constitution. And so thereby need different things. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So my, my vata being the air element, pitta being the fire element and kapha being the earth element. Awesome. Yeah. And um, so about the warm lemon water, mm-hmm. explain what that does. Well, it stimulates digestion for one thing, and it stimulates the liver and gallbladder. So it just stimulates detoxification and the excretory process So awesome. and hydration as well, right? There's just so many reasons. Yeah. It's awesome. Stimulates the kidneys. Yeah. Gets things moving. Gets things moving. Just think Perfect. of it as a detox fire and a mover. Perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. So warm water warm. with women. Yeah. It's got to be warm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Most hydrating for me when it's warm. And then I'll go straight into my first meditation or my, my meditation. Sometimes I do one long one. Sometimes I do two short ones. But I've about a 15-minute meditation. Um, and while I'm in that meditation, I have my warm sesame oil, my sesame oil warming in um, hot water. So this is an Ayurvedic practice that I'm about to share with you. So it's warming while I'm in my meditation. And I'm also usually drinking my warm lemon water while I'm in my meditation, just slipping, sipping it slowly, which, you know, would be again, against some meditation protocols to not to come out and do anything like that, but I don't mind. So, and I like doing my meditation first thing because the mind is the quietest then. And also, I'm a rise, early riser, so I'm up by 6 or 6.30, and those pre-dawn minutes when it's still dark and the earth is still pretty quiet, there's such good times, such a good time for really slipping in to the, the deeper brain waves of meditation. So, first meditation, my oil is warming. I come out after 12 to 15 minutes, my oil is warm, and I... Um, go in my bathroom and strip down and I rub warm oil all over my body, which is an Ayurvedic practice called Abhyanga. 
self-oiling. And that is the most grounding, nurturing practice as a vata constitution that I could implement, I think, Mm. for myself presently. Because it's warm, and it's oil, and it's self-touch. So three things that are just going to immediately soothe and calm and nourish the nervous system. So after you've done those three things in the morning, how do you typically Mm -hmm. feel after that? I feel so good. Awesome. You know, if I wake up with any resistance to my routine, sometimes I do. I wake up with resistance to it. But by the time I've finished oiling, and often I'm affirming things to myself, positive affirmations to my body, or just, you know, forget the word affirmation, just saying loving things or really being present with this is the, my body and it deserves this touch and this love and this care. By the end of that, I feel so warm and happy, (laughs) you know, that I'm just, there's no other way I'd rather spend the first 30 minutes of my day, truly. That's awesome. And I want to talk about this for a moment, just because I don't know if you grew up in an environment, um, maybe not directly with your your family, but just kind of in a general environment where the idea of self-care equals Mm. selfish. Yeah. And it's a really important conversation to have, I think, because there may be those of you listening, and I don't know if you feel the same, but um, I struggled with that for a while, feeling Mm -hmm. that self-care meant I was a selfish person. And so Mm -hmm. then I would um, ignore or, in a sense, abuse myself because that Mm -hmm. felt holier or more, um, (laughs) more spiritually Right. Um, Self-sacrifice. Yes, there you go. Yeah. And um, so do you relate to that at all? And oh, what entirely. helped you yeah. come out of yeah. that? Yeah. Oh, goodness. That's a long story, probably, what helped me come out of that. But basically just realizing that my mind was healthier when I took care of myself. And also this realization eventually, right, that no one can do it for you. No one can deliver the, the self-acceptance and love that you have to get from yourself. Mm. So these practices are one way I tell myself, I tell my body and mind and myself, my being, that I'm here for you and with you. We're doing this together. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. So then just quickly wrap the rest of that routine. So the oil needs to soak in a little bit before showering. So then I have another 10 or 15 minutes before I'm going to shower. So I'll either, depending on the length of time I have in the morning, I'll either do another quick um, meditation, which could be breath and movement. Or if I don't have enough time, I'll use that time to make my celery juice and drink it. And then I get in the shower and I always finish after my shower. I feel, really feel like my shower finishes my morning routine, except for breakfast. And then that vata type, that lighter, airy type for me, I need to eat a warming, grounding breakfast. So, and it's simple, you know, it's a warm smoothie bowl or a couple of eggs with greens, something like that. But, um, it's not part, it's not a morning ritual that I can skip, not a piece I can skip. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. Roughly. Love it. So uh, two questions here in your meditation, do you have a specific, um, focus in the meditation Mm -hmm. or is, is it, uh, just stillness Mm -hmm. and, um, can you say more about what yeah, you do in the meditation? Yeah, so that varies for me, for sure. That's the piece that varies. There's a specific meditation I'm doing right now that is for um, for wholeness, we can say. Yeah. But sometimes I, I want breath work. 
for the energy and the mental clarification of it. Sometimes I want a self-compassion practice. So there's that. And sometimes I do just want to sit and be with myself. So that piece does vary. Perfect. Yeah. I'm going to talk more about that too, because I think that it's easy for our mind to get stuck Mm -hmm. in trying to find the right way to do a morning ritual. Mm -hmm. And we can get stuck in that, um, kind of that trap of, I got to find the right way and then I have to stick with it Mm -hmm. when there is a lot of options mm, yeah. and there's not a r- one right way. Mm-mm. In a sense, the only right way is what you're sensing is right for you in that, in at that, that time, moment. in that moment. It's like you're always saying about structure and flow, right? Yeah. So the structure's in place, but there's some pieces I can flow with and I need to flow with. Otherwise it's just dogma again and rigidity. And the being is unique in every moment. So what's being asked for in this moment, in this sacred time I have set apart of 15 minutes to be with myself. Perfect. Yeah. So back to breath and movement. Mm -hmm. Um, When you say you need like a breath and movement practice, would that Mm -hmm. be something like a short yoga flow? It might be. Yeah. Just a, a few poses that help my body wake up and open. Sometimes it's more intuitive though. It's, it wouldn't be any yoga shapes you would recognize, you know, it's just intuitive, what we could call animal movement, you know, very primal. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Now, if you are having to get up really early, like to get Mm -hmm. to the airport or Mm -hmm. something, what are the, what are the the practices that are non-negotiable? Interesting. You have, I have to do that tomorrow morning, actually. Well, I have to leave my house at seven, which means. Yeah, getting up earlier than normal. So, especially if I went. But I already had this conversation with myself today. I left my juicer out because I feel like my celery juice is not negotiable tomorrow morning. And I feel like my abhyanga is not negotiable. So, I left my sesame oil out. What will probably go tomorrow is the meditation. But the grounding oiling, especially because I'm flying and traveling, there you go. which is vata provoking, I need that really warm, heavy oil on my body. And, um, Vata disruption or provocation always messes with my digestion. So I'm going to have my celery juice, you know, just to make sure that that helps keep liver and gallbladder moving well. Mm. Yeah. So those two, I would say are not, are not going to change tomorrow. And I love that the takeaway here is your two things in in my mind, as I'm listening to you is your own intuition Mm. about what you're going to need is, um, is directing this. And also, in my opinion, morning routine starts the night before. Yeah. Um, and it, it, the reason I say it starts the night before is is we're setting an intention the next day mm-hmm. to have whatever it is needed prepared ahead of time so that yeah. when we wake up in the morning and maybe we feel a little bit of that resistance to mm-hmm. actually do whatever these routines are that we've set up for ourselves, that we've, we've preset it. Mm-hmm. We've kind of set the stage. Yeah. And... Um, and it, even having a sense of these are the non-negotiables. Like right. I have to get up really early in the morning, but these things are really going to give me yeah. the type of mojo I need for my day. And those two things are going to add maybe 20 minutes, right? Which is so doable. And, totally. you know, I love what you said about it starting the night before, because not only is there the preparation piece of that, but there's the willingness to go to bed at a decent hour so that you still get that sleep you need to get but you're able to wake up and have your routine. And I'm such a night owl by nature. Yeah. You, that's shifted a little bit for it you. It has. 
Uh, it used to be that I would clean my house at night. Like mm-hmm. my poor roommates, you know, early mm-hmm. in my early 20s, my poor roommates would be like, what are you doing? It's 11 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you vacuuming? You know, I mean, not yeah. that they would be asleep, but <laughs> my energy would just be like really high. My creativity really high in the mm-hmm. evening. And um, I've been able to shift that in a way that feels balanced. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel mm-hmm. restrictive. Like I have to go to right. bed at nine o'clock in order to um, have the the routine that I need, but it has shifted to where mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy, I kind of fallen in love with my routine. That's awesome. Well, tell us about it's your so- <laughs> And I'm also curious what, you know, I do want to hear and your audience wants to hear your morning routine, but I'm curious what maybe shifted that. So the first thing I want to say is that getting up in the morning and having a morning routine is not something that is native to me. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned before, I used to get out of bed and I would just be programmed to just do the next thing. Very pitta. Very pitta. (laughs) Yes. And, you know, pittas are kind of fiery. Yes. Achievement oriented. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that was just totally me. And, um, but I would feel stressed the whole time. Mm -hmm. And uh, so as I began to become more conscious of what was going on inside of me, uh, I started experimenting with morning routines. And um, I, at first I was very, uh, trying to find the right one, like trying to figure out what is the right thing and what's the best one. And, and, um, I was uh, overly like stiff with myself. And then over the years I've, I've kind of landed on something mm-hmm. that has felt really good for me. And I will say there's always this balance of structure and flow. Mm-hmm. So there's days that I um, have a very short morning routine and then days that I have a much longer morning routine. Mm-hmm. So as I mentioned earlier, my, intention for my morning routine starts the night before. So I lay out my little meditation cushion Mm -hmm. and I put my little eye patch on so that if I'm doing my meditation when the sun is up, Mm -hmm. I have an eye patch in order to be able to tune in and not have any external, Mm -hmm. uh, anything else that any light coming in. I have my earbuds sitting out. So Mm -hmm. I've got that ready to go. I have my water bottle filled up so I don't have Mm -hmm. to go do anything else Mm -hmm. before I like dive right in. Mm -hmm. And um, the the other thing I make sure that I do Mm and this is what I was going to remember earlier, is that I don't check my email. I have certain things I don't do. I don't Mm -hmm. check my text messages. I don't check check my Facebook. Mm -hmm. I I just have that time solely for Mm -hmm. my own heart, my own mind, Mm -hmm. my connection with God, my connection with the universe. Mm -hmm. And um, so Mm -hmm. what I will always start out by doing is I'll do some form of tapping. And sometimes that's a lot longer. Like if I wake up feeling a little bit triggered or a little Mm -hmm. bit off or tired, Mm -hmm. then I'll tap in order to get myself back to more equilibrium. And then if I am feeling... um, pretty clear, then mm-hmm. I'll go straight into my meditation. Mm-hmm. So as, as you know, I have something called moditation. That's this mm-hmm. combination of EFT mm-hmm. tapping and meditation and visualization. So I'll do some uh, moditation, some tapping, some like meditative type of work. Mm-hmm. And it could be different from day to day. Like I might work with my energy centers. Mm-hmm. I might just open up to all of the, the, potential of Mm -hmm. the whole universe and Mm -hmm. open up to the possibility and abundance and um, joy Mm -hmm. and gratitude. And Mm -hmm. the point of the meditation for me is to really connect to my truest nature and to Mm -hmm. my truest self and to connect to God and, and to feel oneness. Yeah in that as much as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm not doing that, then I'm back in the state, that old programmed survival mode, which is right. the state of um, lack and stress mm-hmm. and fear 
and ruminating on the past and I'm stuck mm-hmm. back in the you know energy of mm-hmm. of my past. Mm-hmm. So my point and that it could take 5 minutes and it could take an hour. Right. <laughs> my my goal is to get it connected to you know what I call my core, mm-hmm. you know, that connection with God and the whole universe and my truest nature. And so once I've done that, then I feel like I can move forward. Mm-hmm. So right after that, you know, I have a floofy puppy, a big, right. like great Pyrenees, and he is ready for his walk. And so mm-hmm. we get out and I usually go barefoot out nice. around the park and I take him for a quick walk run, you know. And, um, and so one of the things, and I got this idea from Ben Greenfield, is that um, one of the things that's really helpful is doing a little movement. It doesn't have to be mm-hmm. intense movement, and it doesn't need to be intense movement Mm-mm. first thing in the morning, but just mm-hmm. some form of movement in the morning mm-hmm. to, to get the blood flow, mm-hmm. I mean, the circulation, the lymphatic system, mm-hmm. you know, going. And so even though it's winter time here, mm-hmm. I find that um, even a little bit of sun, you know, a little yeah. bit of fresh air, deep breathing as I'm for running sure. him around for mm-hmm. 10 or 15 minutes, you know, Perfect. and then I come back in and one of the practices that I've been doing, and it's fairly recent, but I would say I'm absolutely addicted to it mm-hmm. in a great way is doing a cold shower. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't do how very good to have you. I <laughs> I think you heard me say warm sesame oil and hot shower, right? For the Vata nature. See, there you go. So those of you listening, it would, it would be good to maybe discover a little bit more of your, um, Ayurvedic dosha, Mm -hmm. but notice what you're drawn towards. Of course. And you know, not that there wouldn't be benefits for my physiology in a cold shower. There would be, but it would kind of disrupt my mental, emotional state as a Vata. Yeah. You know, especially if I'm in a state of imbalance. Yeah. 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 I love it. I used to, you know, the whole thing with the cold shower, when I tell people that, they're like, oh my gosh, I could never do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I truly felt that way when Mm -hmm. I first started the cold Mm -hmm. shower thing. Like, I turned the water on and I stepped in and I thought, there is no way I'm going to be able to do this. But I just started off really slow and I took Mm -hmm. really, really deep breaths. And now I do about a five minute cold shower. And I cannot tell you how invigorated and alive I feel after that. Mm -hmm. It's way better than any morning cup of coffee. It feels so good. It's really good for your skin and for your hair and for your um, lymphatic it's system so circulation circulation too, like move. yeah yeah and I noticed that there were a couple of scars on on my wrist mm-hmm. that were having trouble healing and then what I was noticing is doing the cold showers like they were healing way mm-hmm. faster mm-hmm. and um, I discovered that that's mm-hmm. one of the benefits yeah so I'll do the quick cold shower right after the cold shower then mm-hmm. I have my um, you know just getting ready for the day and usually right. by that time I've, I've finished my basic morning routine. So sometimes this is a really quick mm-hmm. morning routine and sometimes yeah. it's, I can take a whole lot longer. Right, um, right after that, usually I'll, I'll make my green juice, which mm-hmm. is a mixture of, of, um, romaine, lettuce, celery, lemon, mm-hmm. green apple, and cucumber. But I have gotten into the celery juice mm-hmm. more recently, just mm-hmm. the plain pure celery juice. I love that. It tastes really good. Mm-hmm. And another thing that if I have time in the morning, I'll go ahead and do a little bit of meal prep. Mm-hmm. So like I make, might make a big salad or roast some vegetables or something mm-hmm. so that if the rest of the day things are busy, I really have something to grab and, and yeah. you know, um, I'm not nibbling at chocolate all day long or something yeah. because I just don't have time to make anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, that's the basic structure of, mm-hmm. of my morning ritual as it stands now. 
And I, I read a really great book on um, morning routines. It's called Morning Miracle. Mm. And he basically takes six different morning routines and divides them up into 10 minutes. Nice. And so it, within the course of an hour, you have all mm. of those things that are just daily. Right. And um, I don't do all of those different things, but the concept of even if you get a little bit of meditation mm-hmm. or a little bit of sunshine right. or right. you do a few things that take just a few minutes, but you have a set morning routine, mm-hmm. come hell or high water, you have mm-hmm. set that intention. Um, it doesn't have to be long. you know. Right. Um, I, I feel like it is incredibly beneficial to have that as setting your rudder. Yeah, and I, I love that. It, it, you can truly pick one or two things. It's better to do one or two things slowly and intentionally than to do six under stress of, oh, I have to do all these things. The whole point, as you've said, and I think maybe I said, is this word connection, right? Like letting our bodies and minds and hearts know that we're connected with them before we rush off into the day and that we're supporting them. You know, we're supporting our bodies through um, movement and meal prep, letting the heart know we're supporting it by sitting with it for just a few minutes or a few breaths in meditation. Yeah. Yeah. So what uh, thoughts or advice would you give someone who's totally new Mm. to a morning ritual? Mm. Um, What, what ideas? Mm. Well, I always want people to have some sort of mindful connection with themselves. So I think, I mean, my mind has three things at once, right? But I'm just going to pick one. So I'd say the most important thing would be have a timer on your phone, set it for five minutes, set it for three minutes, and get out of bed, use the bathroom, brush your teeth, you know, whatever those critical first things are, and then sit sit, you know, in the dark with a long spine with your timer for three to five minutes and just be, Hmm. just notice that you're breathing, notice how it feels to be alive, notice what's present as you think about your day, what emotions or fears, and just, just be, be with yourself for just a little bit of time. It's perfect. It reminds yeah. me a lot of my, my twin sister's morning routine. Mm-hmm. She has four children and a very yeah. full life and has to get up really early. And she takes about five minutes each morning just mm-hmm. to open her heart yeah. and just to like send love and gratitude. Yeah. And I feel like that's a beautiful practice and very, very practical right. for a busy mom. Well, and the foundation for the listening that we're wanting to cultivate that support that brings online maybe the rest of the the habits, right? So learning to listen in that little interval of stillness preps us for learning to listen to our body and knowing when it needs to move or knowing when it needs sunshine or knowing what it needs to eat, right? But all of those things I feel like come will be natural offshoots of the being with yourself, being still and listening, connecting with yourself. It's perfect. Yeah. And I would... Um, I just want to say that, you know, for both Rachelle and I, we've been developing our morning ritual for a while. And I remember when I first started out, everything felt like it's so new and there was resistance and there was just, um, like I said, I felt like it had to be perfect. And so, you know, start 
start short. Mm-hmm. Start in a way that feels really doable for you. Mm-hmm. And if you're already doing some measure of morning routine and you want to take it to the next level, just take it to the next level that feels doable uh, consistently mm-hmm. for a while. Not mm-hmm. something that you could do one, you know, one time. Mm-hmm. Don't like mm-hmm. set your alarm for five o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. if you're used to getting up at eight. I mean, it's mm-hmm. too much of a jump. Right. So just kind of slowly like ease into it mm-hmm. and it becomes easier and easier because the subconscious mind gets on board bit mm-hmm. by bit mm-hmm. because it starts to feel safe. It starts to feel like, oh yeah, this is a good thing. This makes me feel mm-hmm. good. Um, this sets my whole day up for a lot more joy and connection and happiness and, and openness. So, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's worth doing. Yeah. What would you say for, if you were going to pick one thing out of your morning routine? For me, it's meditation. Yeah. That is an absolute, Mm -hmm. I, I just, I think everything starts on the inside. Yeah. And if we get with, because we live in the physical world so much, mm-hmm. you know? And so if, if we work with what's going on at a deeper level in, in the mind and the heart and the core of who we are and our spiritual connection, um, I feel like everything flows yeah. from that place. Yeah. What about Love you? It. Well, we're on the same page same. because that's exactly kind of what I said. Yeah. That three to five minutes setting your timer and just being with yourself it's perfect well thanks so much yeah it's always fun i love it let's do it more often all right thanks anna